Bible Treasures Topic 20 Death Welcome to the Sound Doctrine Telecast Praise God for all the corrective teaching we receive through this series of talks The subject we are considering during the last 7 weeks has been death Beloved even though death is an enemy of mankind it serves several good purposes One of them is that it destroys the distinctions among people in the society. For example, if you look at Job 3rd chapter and 19th verse, there we read that death destroys the distinction between the master and the slave. And in Ecclesiastes 2nd chapter and the 16th verse, It says it destroys the difference between the wise man and the fool. Same book 9th chapter 2nd verse says it destroys the distinction between good and bad. Well, word in this series we are looking at death from a biblical viewpoint. and we are trying to unlearn all secular concepts which are not biblical and the topic that we are considering is how not to die so far we have studied seven lessons lesson number 1 do not postpone repentance lesson number 2 Do not hold bitterness against anyone. Lesson number 3. Do not depend on your wealth. Lesson number 4. Do not leave your dear ones in confusion. Lesson number 5. Do not give place to depression. Lesson number 6. Do not ever contemplate suicide. Last week we studied lesson number 7 Do not become lazy Today we'll move on to lesson number 8 How not to die Do not stop sanctifying yourself Do not stop sanctifying yourself We all know about George Whitfield He was called the prince of open air preacher This is what he said very interestingly Take care of your life the lord will take care of your death Beloved casualness invariably leads us to backsliding The bible tells about so many kings and leaders who started off well but they did not finish well One striking example is King Solomon. First Kings 11th chapter. Read the fourth verse to you. Very sad words. It was so when Solomon was old that his wife turned his heart after other gods and his heart was not loyal to the Lord his God as was the heart of his father David. There was an old preacher who was conducting a youth camp. He was 85 years old. One young chap he got up and asked this question. 
referring to the temptation of fleshly lust when will these temptations stop you know what that old preacher answered young man i will tell you when i come to that age beloved we never become too old to be tempted we all know about that famous uh, city start he was a missionary to africa when he was pretty old with a dim sight in a lantern he was reading the old copy of his bible and his friend would ask him a question like this third what are you doing at this time you know what was third's answer i am reading the bible and trying to search from the bible if i have deliberately left out any commandments of god without obeying them beloved as we grow older in our walk with god the light god gives us becomes brighter and brighter turn with us to the classic passage in book of proverbs fourth chapter we look at verse 18 path of the justice like the shining sun that shines ever brighter unto the perfect day from sunrise to the time when the sun comes to the zenith you know it becomes brighter and brighter that's how the path of the righteous is and as the light becomes brighter and brighter we are able to see our sins and shortcomings more and more clearly especially we are able to see our sins of omission take for example job what was his confession during the beginning of his life for example 7th chapter and the 20th words he says have i sinned but when he comes to the end of the story turn with us to the book of job 42nd chapter Look at verses five and six. I have heard of you by the hearing of the ear, but now my eyes see you. Therefore, I abhor myself and repent in dust and ashes. The beginning of his story, he was asking God, "Have I sinned?" But after years of maturity, what does he say? Oh, I now abhor myself in dust and ashes. Beloved, there is a clear-cut biblical call in Book of Ezekiel, 18th chapter. That's for all ages. We'll read verses 30 to 32. Therefore, I will judge you, O house of Israel, every one according to his ways, says the Lord God. Repent and turn from all your transgressions, so that iniquity will not be your ruin. and look at the 31st words there is a question in the last line why should you die look at the 32nd words have no pleasure in the death of one who dies says the lord god i have no pleasure in the death of one who dies says the lord god therefore turn and live Well, what death is generally the result of sin. We all know that, but we can avoid it as a direct punishment for any specific sin. Take for example, King Saul. Turn with us to First Chronicles, 
Look at the tenth chapter. We'll read the thirteenth verse. Saul died in his unfaithfulness which he had committed against the Lord because he did not keep the word of the Lord but he started consulting a medium for guidance. You know, he died in his unfaithfulness towards God. We all know about that couple, Ananias and Sapphira. They became dishonest in money matters before the servants of God. You know, they were stuck with the punishment of sudden death. We all know about King Herod. He gave a real high-sounding oration. And everybody said, oh, this is not the voice of man. This is the voice of God. What does the Bible say? Because he did not give glory to God, the angel struck him and he died of worms. The Apostle Paul refers to death as a punishment when he talks about the Lord's Supper. He says we must self-examine ourselves and we should discern the body of Christ. If we don't do that, he says, uh, some of you are sick and some of the people are already dead. Yes, beloved, if there is a specific sin of which we have not repented, we should be very careful lest God strikes us with the punishment of death. Beloved, as we get older, our arteries become harder and harder, isn't it? And that should not be the case with our heart. There is an excellent prayer by David which we want to read to you. Turn with us to book of Psalms 39th chapter and look at the fourth verse. God make me to know my end and what is the measure of my days that I may know how frail I am. You know this should be the kind of prayer that we should pray should not harden our hearts, but we should become softened and softened. That was King Hezekiah's testimony. The prophet appeared to him to tell him that he would die. And he wept bitterly. And God saw his tears. And what did God tell him? I have added 15 years to your life. What was his immediate confession? Isaiah 38th chapter 15th verse. What shall I say? He has spoken to me and he himself has done it. And then what will be my response to it? I will walk carefully all my years in the bitterness of my soul. In other words, he says, I was near death. God miraculously saved me. To never forget it. All my life I should walk very softly. What a lesson, beloved, these passages bring to us. You know, irritation is very common in the old age. The spirit of complaining and intolerance and then loss of sweetness. All these things should not overtake us, even though they may try to attack us. That is an excellent prayer of an old saint which we want to read for you. God grant me the serenity to accept things I cannot change and courage to change the things that I can. 
and wisdom to know the difference. Beloved, the apostles did most of their writings towards the end of their lives. You will find that in all their writings, this non-stop sanctification that always stands out, that always stands prominent. Take for example the writings of Apostle John. First John, look at the third chapter. And in the second verse he says that now we are the children of God. We don't know how we shall be later on. But one thing is certain that we shall be like him. And in the third verse he gives the challenge. Everyone who has this hope in him purifies himself as he is pure. And as you come to the end of the book of Revelation that John wrote, what does he say? He who is righteous, let him be righteous still. And he who is holy, let him become holier still. Let's now look at Peter. He wrote his second epistle towards the end of his life. I look at the first chapter. There he speaks about God's power that is given to us so we may partake of the divine nature. From verses 5 to 7 he says how we have to add one virtue over the other and another virtue over the other. Keep on adding. And when you come to the 10th and 11th verses. He says, now brothers you should become even more diligent. Because the 11th verse he says, there is going to be an entrance that will be supplied to you abundantly into the everlasting kingdom of our Lord. So, beloved, you find that all the apostles were stressing on this non-stop sanctification. The same case with Apostle Paul also. If you turn with us to 2 Corinthians, look at the 5th chapter, and look at verses 8 and 9. We are confident, yes, well pleased rather to be absent from the body and to be present with the Lord. And what do we do because of that? Therefore we make it our aim, whether present or absent, to be well-pleasing to Him. Because we are waiting for the day when we will become absent from the body and be present with the Lord. Therefore we do those things that are pleasing to Him. Same thing Apostle Paul writes in 1 Corinthians 9th chapter. There he writes about the race so we will get the prize. And he says there is an imperishable crown that is kept for us. So what should I do? I discipline myself. So that I may not be disqualified. Now when you come to 1 Thessalonians, now there is something very interesting which we want to read for you. 5th chapter, we'll read from verse 21. Test all things and hold fast to that which is good. Abstain from every form of evil. When you do that, the God of peace shall sanctify you completely. And in the verse 24 he promises, He who calls you is faithful. He has called us for holiness will also do it. 
we should do our part we should keep on doing our part of self examination and personal sanctification then god will completely sanctify us and perfect us beloved beware of backsliding towards the end of your life there is a warning that is given to us in book of hebrews 10th chapter we'll read from verse 35 listen to this passage carefully Do not cast away your confidence which has great reward. You have need of endurance so that after you have done the will of God you may receive the promise. Yet a little while and he who is coming will come he will not tarry. The just shall live by faith. If anyone draws back my soul has no pleasure in him. How dangerous this condition is. having gone so far having run so much of the race we have to endure a little more we have to continue to resist the temptation and we should keep on sanctifying ourselves but if we draw back the bible says that god will not have any pleasure in us suppose for whatever reason you have lost your passion for holiness ask god to restore it unto you there is a glorious promise we want to read for you book of isaiah 42nd chapter look at the third verse a bruised reed he will not break and a smoking flax he will not quench Maybe you have lost your passion for holiness. Ask God to restore it. He will not break a bruised reed, and He will not quench a smoking flax. He is a good Lord. He desires to restore us to that original zeal and passion for holiness. We want to close by reading a few promises from God's holy word. Book of Romans 8th chapter we'll read the 30th verse very encouraging when we talk about old age and death whom he predestined this he also called whom he called this he also justified whom he justified this he also glorified What an assurance we can have as we walk towards the last day of our life. Beloved, turn with us to the book of Isaiah as the last reference in this talk. Look at the 57th chapter and look at the second verse. He shall enter into peace, they shall rest in their beds, each one walking in his uprightness. Hallelujah for this glorious promise we have in God's holy word. How not to die? Do not stop sanctifying yourself. God bless you.